0: Welcome to the Acts Church Podcast. Glad you're joining us today. It is New Year's Day if you're hearing this fresh, so glad to have you with us. Happy New Year. Today we have a couple ladies in the church talking about New Year's resolutions, Uh, but first I've got Pastor David here with me and we're going to talk ourselves about about, uh, New Year's resolutions. We uh, did not discuss what we're going to talk about at all, so um, we are just giving our own take on New Year's resolutions. Do you...
1: Usually, do a New Year's resolution? I don't. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think so. Uh, you, you're asking whether I do want to make one.
0: Do you make
1: okay, New so Year's resolutions? Sorry. I think sometimes I have made them in the past. And Happy New Year, by the way, um, from Pastor David. I hope that you're having a great New Year. I hope that the Huskies won the other day. Um, I when did do they play? They play on the 30th. Of course, you're listening to this on New Year's Day or later. Because that's when it's coming out, but uh, we're hoping that they won. And if they didn't, um, you can text me now, um, a sad face or something like that, and that will make me feel better. So, and if they won, maybe a thumbs up, and I'll be like, "Why did this person send me a thumbs up?" And then I'll remember, "Oh yeah, the podcast."
0: That one time weeks ago, right I
1: said, <laughs> when I actually recorded it. So yeah, um, and if you're listening
0: to this in 2025 and right and you think about it send me a text message
1: yeah if you're listening to this years later hopefully the huskies have multiple national championships by this point and uh you know that would be great and maybe it's new year's day and they're playing in a big bowl game so who knows either way um i can't really make new year's resolutions for them i've got to probably make them for myself because um, i have very little that i can do to affect uh, the huskies in their in their uh um, attempts to win football games so um before we do this, I actually pulled this up on my computer and I just thought it might be fun to ask you a couple questions. Hunter, these are would you rather mm. questions? And so just a couple uh, that this I thought would be uh, worth asking. Well, we'll do this one. Would you rather have a horribly corrupt government or no government? Oh man. Having only experienced one of the...
0: just kidding. Right. Well, <laughs> well, maybe not. It's hard to say. Yeah, um, let's not get too political, but let's just assume that it. It would really depend on where I was. If I lived in Montana, I would say no government. If I lived in in Montana, it probably doesn't matter either way. Um, Perhaps because does the government know that you'd you're the there? Only,
1: you'd be the only one living there. No offense <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast from Montana, but <laughs> I guess people don't think of it as a place where a lot of people live. Yeah. So
0: um, I think. I think I think a horribly corrupt government would be better cuz I mean you look at like uh Iraq and they say that when we took out Saddam Hussein it almost got worse out in the in the aftermath of
1: that I, I, I guess it probably depends on who you ask I think it would depend on who you ask I think you're really talking about what are you more afraid of are you more afraid of a centralized evil or a decentralized evil because yeah. the no government means okay I don't don't have to to worry about uh, the government coming, the army coming to my house, but I do have to worry about my neighbor coming to my house. Um, And so that would be, you know, and and maybe with a corrupt government, you could stay out of the way. Yeah.
0: I think I can just lay low in that situation, but you've got a lot more people to look out for if you've got no government.
1: Yeah. All right. So you're going with a horribly corrupt government. Yeah, I guess so. And I'll just keep in mind that you would prefer a horribly corrupt government. Yeah. all right, um, let's see. I'll do, I'll do one or two more of these. Would you rather live without hot water for showers or baths, whichever you prefer, or live without a washing machine? Which would you rather live without? A washing machine or hot water for showers or baths? Now, I can tell you before you answer this. In, the, in Honduras, you know, a lot. Now, there we do actually the place where we stayed in our last trip, depending on when you're listening to this was a uh, is a place that we've um, built in, in an area where they actually have hot water heaters, which is very rare. Sometimes they'll have shower heads that are plugged into like 220 power that if you touch just them, seems you'll so probably, dangerous. Yeah, they're called widowmakers for a reason. <laughs> and so they have those and they can warm up the water sometimes they work sometimes they don't. Um but a lot of people in Honduras just take cold showers. That's how they that's how and, and in fact a lot of them will tell you they would prefer that. They but actually don't want hot water.
0: A cold shower in Honduras is a lot different than a cold shower in the northwest, especially this time of year.
1: That is true. So a cold shower in Honduras where it's hot outside and so mm-hmm. on is not as bad, although I will tell you it's not fun. It's still not fun. Yeah. Well it depends fun. it depends on what cold means. It's cold. Uh yeah. Um, anything less than warm is cold when you're talking about a shower. It's, it's cold. yeah. 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 They're, they're cold. I mean, you go in there and it's, takes like, <laughs> your breath away. Yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So it's cold. So, but there are lots of people in the world. My point is who live without hot water for showers. Now they also live oftentimes without washing machines. Yeah. Um, Which one would you you know, do better without, I mean, would you I would hand wash your clothes or have I would water?
0: much rather go without a washing machine. I would, Mm.
1: any day so the hot shower is a big deal for you
0: I it's I don't drink coffee
1: or you're not doing any of the laundry one of the other
0: well I am doing laundry
1: I, I am doing so that. you want to get you want to get the soap out and the scrub thing and you got to put your stuff outside to dry as long as I'm doing it after a hot shower you know it doesn't say there's not a dryer so let's assume that you would have a dryer but you would have to hand wash all your clothes
0: yeah no I would definitely do that <laughs>
1: I wouldn't wash my clothes Okay, maybe I that's would. A, that's a different issue altogether. We'll talk about that later. I did think I was smelling something on the side of the table. I'll but.
0: do a monthly clothes washing.
1: Okay. Well, there you go. That's not really not that bad. i no. I probably wash clothes. This is an interesting one for you be. oh, okay, because good. you're both a worship leader and you were a preaching major in college, and so this is what the question is. Mm. Would you rather do a TED Talk or sing a song on stage at a concert with your favorite singer? Those don't even seem like like
0: one of those sounds like something that'd be uncomfortable to do and with limited rewards, while the other one is like a dream come true for me. So definitely sing on stage at a concert with one of your favorite singers, because A, who cares if I sound bad? I'm up here with right. whoever whoever. And B and who would it be I that, get a meet Who them?
1: would you be up there with? Oh, who would I do? Taylor up there Swift with? or uh, mm, uh, Hannah Montana uh, perhaps. I, is I she still know. around? I don't. I have no idea. I haven't heard from her in a long that's, time. That's that was way after my time of listening to music. So. You do know
0: that Hannah Montana was Miley Cyrus, right? Mm.
1: Yeah. See, that's why. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a whole different set of problems <laughs> right there. So. Um.
0: It would. It would. Well, partly, I just I would like to go to an Imagine Dragons concert. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, You're gonna have to get a better job to be able to afford that. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's a different thing. But okay. So let's just say it was Imagine Dragons. You go up and you get to sing a song with What's them. What's the guy's name? I have no idea. I can't remember. Not not my thing. I think it's either. Jake something. No, nah, I might be wrong. I think I I mean you said the TED talk would have limited rewards. Maybe for you personally, but I mean if you were able to give a TED talk that you know was gospel centric or something, you might get people who otherwise wouldn't be exposed to those ideas to Yeah. Which some people have done. Um
0: I guess I don't know. I'm not aware of the of the benefit of being able to talk on that platform as opposed to I'm not, I'm not
1: sure that – the te- the days of the TED Talk may be sort of waning, mm. so I'm not sure that it would have as much of an impact yeah. now as it once would have. They were kind of really popular for a while. Okay. Um, I'll give you one more, and then we're going to move on to, to the uh, New Year's resolutions. All right. Uh, that's not any good. Let's see. Would you rather only be able to drink from a straw or only be able to use a spoon? No fork. So you can only drink from a straw or you can only use a spoon. Um can only drink from a straw.
0: I don't even like straws.
1: So basically it would be kind of weird for like hot drinks. Like yeah. you're having a coffee and you're putting the straw in it, you look kind of like a dork, I think. I don't drink a lot of hot drinks though. That that may be the way to go then. Drink from a straw all the time, you look like you're four.
0: But I can I can eat my macaroni with a spoon. What about your I cannot steak? eat my steak with this. Well, if I have a, I can have a knife too, right?
1: It doesn't say anything about a knife, so, so. I just, I just stab the spoon into the steak, then take a knife and again, you're going to look a little odd, yeah. Maybe? The, so which one is going to make you look odd more often? I think if we're just no spoon is
0: definitely going to... or no fork is definitely going to make me look weirder. I,
1: I think so. I think that if you're gonna if you're gonna go with what people are gonna think is weird, the, the, you're better off just being like, yeah, I just like straws, yeah, than saying no, I don't like forks.
0: Okay, I'll, okay. Yeah. Um, I'll start drinking out of straw. This water bottle right here, I need a spoon. F- I need a straw for.
1: Right, to so drink out of a water bottle, you got to put a straw in there. It'd be a little weird, but not it, as weird as not using a fork. The
0: biggest problem would be access to a straw. That would be the biggest.
1: You'd have to carry a straw with yes. you and constantly wash it. Of course, you wouldn't have any hot water to do that with, or mm. you wouldn't have a washing machine. Well, you'd oh, wash straws. Yeah, I have a dishwasher. That's true. All right, so let's talk more about... Um, New Year's resolutions, uh, you asked me if I make them. You know, I think I have made them, and I think I usually do. In fact, um, when I wrote a book a few years ago, that was pretty much a New Year's resolution. It was, Hmm. I knew the Lord had been calling me to do that for a long time, and I knew it was time that I needed to really, like, make an effort and get behind it and make it happen, and so I did. And I think it was probably three or four months before I got done But I mean, I put a real.
0: You started at the new year and you finished, yeah, April or May.
1: Yeah. Now the writing itself may have been done earlier than that, but the editing is really where things get rough. Maybe we'll talk about that sometime. I thought it was a year-long process. So it's a long process. Well, it depends on how hard you work. Ah, okay. You know, I mean, honestly, it just depends on how many hours you put into it. it, And so I I spent a lot of hours at night, and I spent the writing was not um, overly taxing because i enjoyed doing it because i had strong ideas already yep there was some research time that had to be spent there were some things like that but you know i already i i had worked through the issues you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't like i was coming from scratch like i'd like to write about you know dragons and then i have to like figure all that I, i i knew you know what i was i had thought heavily, uh, a lot over a long period of time about the information that was going to be in that book. And so it, that part wasn't as hard. The yeah. editing was really hard took a lot of time. Um, and there were still some mistakes even on the first printing. And so, mm. uh, it was, uh, yeah, I think I, I, think I was done. And of course I had a goal. Uh, you know, the book was about the issue of, um, same sex attraction, same sex, sexual activity and things like that. And I wanted to have it come out prior to, um, the Supreme Court decision that was going to come out, I think, June of 2012. Um, there, was, there was a thing on the Defense of Marriage Act and some things like that that was going to come out from the Supreme Court. And I really wanted this book to beat that, mm. to, to come out. And so, yeah. And, and if you work with a publisher, I think it takes longer, as where I was my publisher. Okay. So, um, Interesting. Never sent it to a publisher. Never. I had planned to self-publish it from the beginning. So, yeah. Um, that may, lets me keep the enormous profits which mm, yeah, we're not. There's no profit in that, that. Explains it. There's no profit in self-publishing a book unless you win the lottery on that. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, what about you? I
0: think I might have made a couple New Year's resolutions, but I I just I mostly take it as an opportunity just to rethink how I'm doing things. How I'm, you know, it's, it's a fresh start. You have a you have a fresh start on a new year. It Makes you think back on how the last year went. So I don't really make hard new resolutions. Like I don't, I don't write it out. I don't, um, I probably don't even have like a solid phrase, which maybe that would help me. Maybe that would be good for me to start doing, be a little more intentional. But for me, I just like right now I'm thinking about how can I, how can I do my job as a worship leader better? How can I better serve congregants at our church? How can I better serve uh, the team I work with? How can I better serve you? Um, but I'm not, I guess I, yeah, I don't go through when I don't write out things, but really, I guess I do that at any break, like the, the holidays, you know, you have Christmas, and then New Year's, we're going to take a, a week break there, um, and so it gives you, it gives you time to let all of the work that you've just been grinding out, grinding out, grinding out, it lets that breathe, and you can actually see how it actually went, you can get a good uh, look on it, and let, it lets you do that so i do that on vacations during the summer or um, i kind of did that over thanksgiving as well so it just i don't make new year's resolutions i make transition point
1: resolutions yeah i think there's there's the i'm moving out of this and into this um and what is that gonna look like and what do I need to do? There's that type of thing that's not necessarily related to, hey, it's a new year. I think the new year is a, uh, a natural transition point for mm. a lot of people. It's, yes. hey, it's, we're gonna start the calendar over, right? Yeah. I'm gonna pull yeah. out the new calendar, we're gonna start with the new January 1st, we're gonna go through this, and so this is a natural transition point. Also, oftentimes, um, comes around with some vacation because you have Christmas, you have New Year's, you have that week in between, a lot of people take that off. Mm. and
0: Students and so, are out for a while. Right.
1: And so I think it's just a natural transition for a lot of people. Um, I'm gonna read some scripture here. There's, there's three verses that I pulled up here in my little search, um, all of which say the same, have the same um, phrase, which is, "Sing to him a new song." Uh, mm-hmm. That's Psalm 33:3. Uh, sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. Psalm 96:1. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. And then Psalm 149:1. 1, Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song his praise in the assembly of saints. And while we're not necessarily talking about new Year's songs, I'm picking uh, out a new song. Yeah. We're picking a new song of work. The idea of being, listen, let's, let's, let's find new ways. Let's find new ways of worshiping. And and worship is much more than just what we sing or just what we, you know, it's, it's part of what we do in general. It's part of how we live our life as a Christ follower. And so, I think that there's some connection between singing to the Lord a new song, like with your mouth, praising the Lord and singing to the Lord a new song with the way that you're going to worship him and growing this year and getting closer to him and, and learning, as you said, to serve better, to serve people better. How do I serve Hunter better? How do I serve my wife better? How do I serve the church better? How do I serve, you know, and, and how do I, in doing that, how do I honor the Lord better? How do I worship him more with my behavior, with my actions? And so, if we're thinking about New year's resolutions, to me, that's a good departure point to be thinking, okay, what's the new song going to be this year what's mm-hmm. the, what's the new thing what's the thing that i that I need to grow in what's the new thing that I need to to start to begin um to have a new way of uh, of praising and worshiping the Lord through my life yeah. what What do you think about that
0: yeah, I like that it's a uh, I think that's very similar to how I think about it i I want to you know, if I'm, if I'm still worshiping uh, God in the exact same way that I did when I was a middle schooler, well, you know, I'm probably not maturing at all. I'm not um, growing, and so that's something that if, if, if you think that you're stagnant, the new year's a good time to to intentionally go shake something up and, and advance in your your faith.
1: Yeah, when you said that, I thought to myself, and then there are some ways that maybe I worship God when I was younger in Christ. That I, I, that sh- I need to try and get back, back, to, back to, yeah. Right, like Definitely. it's an old song, but it'd be a new song for me now because it's been a long time since I've sung it, yeah. uh, which is to say, you know, were there times where, where my faith was was not as choked out by worries, or were there times where my—I know that there were times where, for instance, my, um, my time in prayer was more powerful. Um, or, or more consistent, or my time in the word was more consistent, or you know, I, or my schedule was allowing for me to put more time into the Lord in this way or that way, and so sometimes that new thing may be going back to something, oh, pro- progressing is moving backwards sometimes, and so yeah, it could be, hey, I want to be, I want to get back to where I was here. It could be, hey, I want to start this new thing. Any of it though is is something new from what I'm doing now, and so I think if we're thinking about New Year's resolutions, I have no problem with people. Writing down a list of these are the things I want to do this year. This is this is what I want it to look like. Here's my 15 New Year's resolutions, or my I wouldn't recommend 15, um, but maybe three. I don't have a problem with that. I'm not. I don't think you need to do it or not need to do it. It's a good time for for scripture reading. Uh, you know, I used to do a through the Bible in a year. You know, the one year Bibles, which I think are great. Mm-hmm. They're easy. It's all laid out for you. You go through it, and it's a good time to start that. Yeah. And you know, if you can. It's a, it's a good habit and pattern. So if you can get into it and keep going and kind of push yourself and not let yourself get too far behind and stay with it, um, then in the end of the year you're through the scripture. And so that's, that's a valuable thing. Things like that. I mean, I could give all kinds of suggestions, you know, a lot of which would have to do with spiritual disciplines, but some of which are would be time management or, you know, financial or health. All those things are the types of things people seem to wrap their New Year's resolutions around, And I would say. Maybe pick one from each category, something that has to do with time, health or, or, or money, something that has to do with a spiritual discipline. You know, you pick some, some difference of something that has to do with pouring into your family more or pouring into what you're doing at your job more. One thing you want to do new in each one of these areas, that might be a good way to start um, uh, as far as that goes. So let's do this Hunter. Let's go ahead and listen to what Catherine Conrad and Julie cook and Terry angel recorded for us. Uh, I guess last week sometime, where they talked about New Year's resolutions. We'll hear from some of, the, some of the women in the church and then we'll come back and have some closing thoughts. Yep.
2: Today we're here with Terry and Catherine. Hello, this is Terry.
3: Hello, hello, this is Catherine.
2: And today we'll be talking a little bit about New Year's resolutions. So one of the things that I found in a little bit of research I did is that the practice of making New Year's resolutions goes back over 3,000 years to the ancient Babylonians. And so I was wondering what are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions and maybe which ones worked and which ones didn't work.
3: Well, I make one every year and usually don't stick to it, um, mostly about weight and exercise. Um, I also read about... uh, starting in the Babylonian times, it was more um, in relation to the outward sort of favor for um, um, the gods they worshiped. But I think think Christians, we can learn a lot from each other in terms of what works and what doesn't. However, I have a list here um, of uh, would-be possible uh, New Year's resolutions that I would like my husband to have and probably Um, Some that he Randy would like to have and some that he would like me to have as New Year's resolutions. So the ones that he would like me to change and have would be put the lids on tighter in the refrigerator. Um, I love the windows and blinds open. I'm always putting them open and he's closing them. I'm always putting the plug-ins in the wall and he's unplugging them. And my uh, honey-do list is way too long and I drive too fast so that's that's that list and then for Randy he would like uh, I would like him to do uh, the towel replacement he always takes a towel and he doesn't replace it and then um, he uses a stove and doesn't wipe it down and then he runs late all the time and he will not watch his favorite team uh, the Tar Heels because he's too afraid he should just stick it out and watch it. And, and finally he drives too slow. So those are the lists of each other. So, um, anyway, I think, um, I read somewhere that 30% of people make new year's resolutions, um, but only 8% keep them. So I have some other ideas. How about you, Terry? Well, I don't make resolutions.
4: Um, I have a fear, fear of failure and, I always fail at resolutions, but I also feel that the resolutions that we make um, are, you know, we're, we're, we're planning, like say, my favorite is, hey, I'm going to lose weight this year and I'm going to make a resolution on that. And then, of course, um, amazingly, I've been saying that for I don't know how many years now and it's never passed by, but what I guess I need to change is not so much the resolution, but the fact that I'm let in God's will he will help me lose weight this year. in God's will, I'll be able to do whatever. I'll change my attitude towards this or if and, and with God's will and His help and preservation, I'll be able to to you know study more diligently or something. But I know my I can tell you from firsthand experience, my own doing it myself doesn't work so well i'm I'm a real big failure at resolutions. What do you think, Julie?
2: Yeah, resolutions are a difficult thing. Sometimes we aim too high. I know that definitely for me, I always try to have resolutions that are not as achievable. And in the past, I've definitely tried to do them on my own before I was a Christ follower. So absolutely agree with you that the big thing is to make sure that we do this uh, through God's will, for sure. I came across a, a verse about exercise because I know that's a real common one, 1 Timothy 4.8. Mm-hmm. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So we definitely want to make sure that we're making godly choices when uh, we, we do resolutions.
4: Well, the Bible also says in, and I'll probably say this word, Lamentations, is that the way you say it? Lamentations, I think. 340, it says, Let us examine our ways and test them, and let us return to the Lord. So it's not saying anything exactly about resolutions, but it's basically saying let us examine what we're doing and make sure that what we're doing is, is His will, basically, the way I take it.
3: You know, um, verses really help us focus on what's important and, and should um, help us base on our actions and our, our decisions, especially New Year's resolutions. The one verse that really has stuck out for me <clears throat> in this um, reviewing New Year's resolutions and the whole idea is Matthew 22, 37 through 39. And that is the verse where Jesus says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So I think the focus here is any decision we make in terms of our resolutions, in terms of how we conduct our life, and and want to maybe change some things in the new year, should be based on that greatest commandment. What what would the Lord have me do? And ask, um, you know, Him not only what that is, what that looks like, which for me usually is always, um, you know, spending more time, maybe less on electronics and that sort of thing with him. Um, and then ask him to help me um, be successful in that versus in our own will, because it's never going to work if we just try to do it on our own, anything in our life for that matter. Um so I, I think one that I'm thinking strongly about is, is just simply getting up a little earlier, spending time right away with the Word. Recently, we've had such great orientation um, videos uh, out in terms of the disciplines that have given all of us really good ideas of how we could maybe focus that overreaching goal of loving our Lord. What does that look like in relation to a New Year's resolution?
2: Absolutely, and speaking about examples, I found some um, examples of men of God who had some uh, resolutions to live for Him with a particular reason and a particular manner. And for anyone who'd like to look at those, that's Daniel one eight, Matthew one nineteen, Acts 19-21, 1 Corinthians ten fourteen through thirty two, Colossians three twelve through seventeen and Second Thessalonians 1.11. And so those are just a few examples I found during um, some research that I was doing. And so what we want to do is make sure that we're wise with these resolutions and that it is assisting us in sanctification. And also, of course, remembering that all of that is done through the power of the Holy Spirit.
3: I think one thing to reflect on, if any resolution is not honoring God or in agreement with God's word, we will not necessarily receive his help um, in fulfilling that resolution. We need to check our motives and that if we're trying to lose weight just because we want to look better for ourselves in relation to, um, you know, my needs and feeling better simply for that versus, you know, our health and being the best best version of ourselves um, for the Lord is a a better motivation for success and how we should really approach uh, New Year's resolutions.
4: Yeah, I, I, you know, the New Year's resolutions are more like, in many take cases, kind of like a wish list of what we'd like to have happen in our lives. I wish I could go on vacation. So I'm going to make a resolution, then I'm going to go to Tahiti or wherever it is that you're going. And it, they're just a series of those kind of things about our lives, you know. Rather than, rather than saying, okay, you know, um, take the self-centeredness out of it, And and not make it so self centered about what I want or what I need or what I want, you know, but more about what God's will in our lives are, is, was. How do you say, what's the right verb on (laughs) that?
2: God's will is. Yes, is, I know. Yeah, so there's a few uh, suggestions that you might have for resolutions. Uh, One of them is to resolve to live with eternity in mind, so thinking about the new heaven and the new earth, the defeat of sin altogether, our completed joy in Christ and no more tears at that point. And thinking that way, praying that way will um, help you discern what is most important. A second possibility is to resolve to kill sin and pursue holiness, making sure to honor Christ and his transformative gospel proving that you belong to God's family. And the reference there, John fifteen eight, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So you make sure that you walk in love each day through God's
3: power and through the effectiveness of his word. I think James 1, 5 is a good reminder that we need to pray for wisdom and insight, just like similar to what Julie said of, of asking the Lord, really, what 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 how would you like me to be um, more in love with you more in relationship with you Um, and um, if there are some things that we really want to um, accomplish uh, and god god uh, speaks to us um, some of the the ways to be successful um, i know uh, are to ask god for wisdom to be able to fulfill that resolution and then ask for continued guidance to rely on God's strength and not our own. And um, uh, also for me, the times that I have been successful is to find an accountability partner um, for help and encouragement. And when you feel um, that you're not um, fulfilling what that resolution is, what you're trying to do better in, in God's eyes, um, that, that to call that person and, and, and feel, um, you know, Uh, safe to be able to just, I'm just not doing well at all sort of thing. And then also not to be discouraged when you have setbacks or failures that you not, just like in our whole Christian walk, we just have, um, you know, sometimes two steps forward and one back and we can't be discouraged because it is a journey, not, um, um, you know, not, not a marathon in terms of just racing through some sort of, um, uh, decision re- resolution we've made so and I think finally um, on this point don't ever be c- become proud or vain in terms of your success um, give God all the glory if you're successful and that that is stated well in Psalm th- 37 5-6 commit your way to the Lord trust in him and he will um, he will um, help you through And um, and so I'm just grateful that God is so patient with us
4: yeah, that that brings up Psalms one twenty one two, where um the psalmist wrote, My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So, you know, that just goes back to our, our prayer and our thanksgiving. I think we need to throw that in there. I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in what life has to offer us that we forget to honor our father by thanking him for what he has given us you know so you know a lot of times I anybody who's been around when I pray it sounds really silly because you know I talk to him like I talk to my friends and like hey man can you you know do this or whatever but I also want to thank him and I, and you know thank Acts Church and thank the people in Acts Church and all you know and it's just been um wonderful and I and I'm really happy that we're talking about resolutions because it makes you stop and look at where you've been and where you want to go and Jesus says you can you know you can, even if you're the scoundrel of the lifetime the next day it just takes every day is a new resolution every day is a new step Every day's whatever you know as long as you're walking with God definitely
2: also we can't forget to fellowship together to commit to church and to commit to worship Through song or however else we choose to worship, that that's also a very important thing.
3: Is this where I start singing? No, this isn't where it. No, no. no. Go ahead. (laughs) I think we all want to do better and um, uh, represent our Lord um, more effectively. But um, and New Year's is a good time to reflect how the past year went in terms of what 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 went well, what 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 didn't in relation to our journey and our walk with our Lord and, and, and look ahead. Um, but in terms of just making those decisions that, Oh, I'm going to lose 40 pounds in two days, you know, that's probably not going to happen. We really are only going to be successful if we walk in the Lord's, um, uh, presence and hear his voice as to what it is that he wants us to work on and, um, help us to become more like him
4: yeah it's kind of like resolve to grow closer to Christ every day <clears throat> you know um, with the help of the Holy Spirit you can pursue righteousness godliness faith love endurance and gentleness and that's in first Timothy six eleven. so there's all those things that we I think we put our human spin on them and start making things more about what we want rather than who we are and where we should be and what our goal is. And our goal as Christ followers, Christ followers is, you know, to spread the word and to be a living example of what he wants in our lives. So we all make mistakes and we all mess up and, and, you know, we need to forgive ourselves as the father forgives us and then move on to the next day and start over.
2: Yep, definitely. So, uh, in in closing, are there any other thoughts you have before we summarize what I what we've heard today?
3: I, I think in determining New Year's resolutions, it's 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 more of a hard issue than anything. You know, what what does God want us to um, do and how can we draw closer to him and become more like him? in our life, which is very short here. I think that's really the bottom line that we always have to consider in relation to any decision we make um, as part of a New Year's resolution.
4: You're exactly right. You say it more eloquently than I do. Yes, she does Um, come away with words. I know, I'm like, okay. so (laughs) do you know what Kath said? (laughs) Um, The point is that we just. You know, we just need to turn our our thoughts sometimes away from us and make it more about what God wants. And that's where, um, and I'm sure that he's looking down going, yes, you do need to lose weight. You know, and so maybe that's something that, you know, he and I can work on together. Not that I'm heavy or anything. Don't talk to me like that. (laughs) Don't even look at me like that. Okay, so the point is, is that it's just a matter of what God wants us to do. So Mm -hmm. anyway, that's my thought.
2: Sure, sure. So remember, we talked about some um, suggestions for things with resolutions. And so what's most important we heard today was number one, pray for the wisdom in regard to what type of resolution you'd like to make. Pray for the wisdom on how to fulfill them. Rely on God's strength for help. Find an accountability partner Allow occasional failures to motivate you further, and don't be discouraged by them. And give God all the glory. Again, Amen. Psalm 37, five, 6, Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. So let's make sure to make God the center of our New Year's resolutions, and if it is His will, He will enable us to fulfill it. Thanks for listening, and have a blessed day.
1: So I hope you enjoyed uh, the ladies. That was Catherine Conrad, Terry Angel, and Julie Cook. We appreciate them coming in and talking about New Year's resolutions. And and so as we're kind of heading to a close on this session, this episode of the podcast, I want to talk a little bit about the church, or we don't make New Year's resolutions for the church, but we do definitely have a path that the Lord is drawing us in. That the Lord is pulling us um, in in the direction that we need to go. And the elders of this church are are listening to what the Lord has for us. And so we're talking New Year's 2018. Lord willing, if you're listening to this podcast, we've you know made it that long, and and uh, if not, the Lord has taken us home. This podcast probably won't come out. Um, so if a bunch of people have disappeared and you are listening to this podcast you might want to get uh, get right because uh (laughs) you're probably in some trouble um that's a whole different thing we'll talk about that someday but let's let's talk for a minute about about the church and and i think i'll start with this i'm gonna ask you so you've been here at the church now what six months yeah six months on christmas okay oh that's cute yeah okay so (laughs) so in six months it's not a long time. It's a slice. It's a slice. You know, I've I've been at the church a little over two years, um, and you know Axe Church is, well Axe Church has only been around about a year and a half, and so a little more than that. You've been so of the time of Axe Church, you've been through one third of what Axe Church is. Oh wow! Talk to okay. me about what you have seen, um, in terms of, and this is just you know we didn't prepare this ahead of time, so I'm just asking you, and I'm hoping you don't say anything too crazy. But <laughs> tell me about what you've seen in the direction of the church tell me you have your own experiences with church where you came from maybe you want to start with that what you've grown up with obviously different churches in, in college and and whatever and, and what you see here as the things that are good as the things that you want to see improve um and it's kind of the direction that you see the elders leading this church go ahead and give me your thoughts
0: yeah i love one thing i love about this church is just that everyone i don't know if it's the culture of the area or what but no one's It doesn't seem like anyone is doing things for appearances. Uh, Everyone is. I I feel like in a lot of churches I've been in, um, and groups I've been involved in, there's there's a lot of concern about does this fit into what we're supposed to look like we're doing, I guess, Um, and not in a like there's a healthy way of does this fit into our mission, but it was a lot of is that something a church can do, like is that something thinking inside the box in a box that probably wasn't the right box to be thinking inside of. Um, So I really appreciate that about this church is that we are, we are willing to think outside the box um, and willing to let, let the superficial things of, of being religious go um, for a more authentic relationship with Christ and with each other. So I've really um, appreciated that about, about everyone in this church about, um, the staff and everyone who attends on on Sundays, and um, I really loved that. And and one thing that I, I'm glad to get back to in this church that I haven't been in a part of for a long time is is life groups or, or some sort of small group. I really enjoy that. I really enjoy having um, a group that we can that we can be there for each other and pray for each other's needs and um, study together outside of of the large congregation on Sunday. Cause it's really easy to walk through Sunday, even as someone that is on stage, you can walk through kind of anonymously almost cause it's, you know, you're getting, you're getting this done, you're getting this done, you're getting this done. Um, and then before you know it, you're on the way home again. So I really enjoy just taking a, a night out of the week to, um, get to know a, a subset of the believers in the church better and pray for them and be prayed for. So that's another thing that I've, I've really enjoyed since I've gotten here. Um, that's all that comes to mind right now. But
1: well, I mean, I think that I mean those are those are definitely things I agree with you about about all of that. And I think that you know you have I, you said something about the culture and um, yeah, I think that because the culture here where, where we're sitting right now, which is in Camas, and um, is not culturally Christian, which is to say, there's no Expectation that the average person you meet would profess to be a believer in Jesus Christ. In fact, probably you would not expect that. Yeah. Um, if they were a believer in Christ, you might you might get some kind of nod in that direction. But to find people who, you know, expressed that um, with fervor. Is, is not as common as, say, you know, I lived in Tennessee where it was very cultural. Mm-hmm. Um, Christianity was a very cultural thing. And even in the public schools, you know, Christianity was not shied away from. I remember going to a school at one point. I uh, went and sat in on a mock trial uh, class that they were doing, and, I, and I, wa- I was walking out of the school, and on one of the teacher's doors there was a poster, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. Hmm. Public school, you know, that, that's not happening here. No. Nope. You know, that's not going to happen. And whether or not it should happen is a totally different um, conversation that I'm not trying to have. What I'm saying is is that it, it speaks to the cultural Christianity, right? Yes. That the average person is going to say in, in Tennessee, I'm a Baptist or I'm a Methodist, maybe a Catholic. Usually there's one Catholic church in each county, that type of thing in those rural counties, um, and about 14,000 Baptist churches and, <laughs> and maybe 7,000 Methodist churches. And that's kind of the way that – you know, things are, of course, there's Presbyterian and lots of other denominations and non-denominational churches and so on, but you have a, a very uh, strong, the zeitgeist of the culture is we are, quote-unquote, Christians, right? Mm-hmm. That does not speak to, you know, having practiced law in Tennessee for six years, I can tell you that it does not speak to um, the moral condition of the people, which is to say, the, there's lots of issues, lots of props, lots of hypocrisy, lots of that, and there's that here too, right? Um, but this is not a place where being a Christian is a uh, usually is an, is conferring to you some sort of benefit that says I fit in better with this culture because I say I'm a Christian. Yeah. That's not that's not a benefit that you get here as where let's just say. I'm in, you know, Bumble Stink, Texas, okay? It's not a real place. Mm-hmm. Um, no offense to Texas. I'm just trying to make something up here, so don't get offended. But I'm just out here in Texas somewhere, and I run the local car dealership. If I want to improve my business, improve my chances of more customers, improve what, I'm going to be part of the First Baptist Church of Bumble Stink, Texas. That's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to talk to the people there, and they're going to know me, and I'm going to be part of that. Because there's a social – there's there's – positive social connection between you and being part of the church. Well, that doesn't exist here. And so because that doesn't exist here, there's less of a show being put on because people aren't gaining anything from the show. So if you go to church, you go probably because you want to go, not because you feel like you have to go. And that, I think, um, has a really positive Mm -hmm. effect on the church. I'm not saying, listen, there are probably thousands if not millions of people who have been saved because they went to church because they thought they were supposed to and the lord got a hold of them. Yeah, no question, okay? I'm not I'm not denying that there's some benefits to having a cultural Christianity. There are benefits for society, there are benefits for for whatever. There are also some real negatives. Um, things like baptizing with Christianity, all kinds of uh, behaviors and actions that aren't Christian at all. Yeah. But because you're doing them and you're quote unquote a Christian or this area is Christian or whatever, that it's kind of like, oh, well, it doesn't matter that they do this. They're a Christian. Yeah. Those are problems. Here um, we're more marginalized. And so therefore your your connection, or your commitment to a church is probably more connected to where your heart is. Not in all cases, okay? Not in all cases, Um and it also means that the people in those places have more of a general knowledge of Scripture, more of a general knowledge of Christian traditions. Mm-hmm. As we're here, you can have people coming to the Lord at 35, 40 years old who have never been in the church, or maybe they've been in the church for a wedding or a funeral, but they've, they've never attended the religious They didn't service. have
0: 10 years of Sunday school. They know nothing
1: yeah. about what the Word says, or so they're learning it all new, which I think is awesome. I love seeing people learning the Word, but it's also a process for them. And, it's, and I, if you grow up two, three, four, five, six, all the, and you're learning all the stories and you're getting all that basic knowledge. Well, now you're, you're 25 and you're already way ahead of the game. You know where all the books of the Bible are, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you're 25, when you come to the Lord, you got to learn all that stuff. You didn't have all those, that benefit of all those years. You also didn't have the detriment of all these years thinking you were a believer because you knew this Bible story. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure. so there's a, there's a good and a bad, um, yeah. but that's where we are, right? Um, this, this, is the culture we have. And so, I agree with, you, with your assessment, which is there's not as much hypocrisy or fakeness about the church. Now, I can only speak for Acts Church because that's where we go. I don't have, any, I'm not saying anything about anybody else's church in town, bad or good. All I can say, I have no interest in all of that, right? I have, my interest is, as is yours, as are the other people who are committed to Acts Church, is what is the Lord called us to do here in this expression of his body? And so I don't know. Maybe there's, there's you know, Better stuff happening here, worse stuff happening here. I don't care. What I do care about is okay. It's 2018 when this comes out. What does it look like for Acts Church in 2018? What has the Lord been doing? And I've got a lot of thoughts about that. And we'll do a podcast specifically. Um, we're gonna we'll have a Sunday where we talk about the vision of the church, which sometimes we do early in the year. And I'm gonna you know lay some stuff out. Some of the elders will lay some stuff out. I think, and we'll we'll talk about what's going on. There's actually some very exciting stuff going on right now. I'm hoping that. That stuff comes to fruition, so we can talk about it soon. Maybe, maybe by the time you're hearing this, you may have heard of some of it already. We'll see. Um, if not, you know, teaser uh, things may may be looking up in a particular direction, and and I just see you know the hand of God on the church, drawing us through things that that we've had to be faithful. And I say we, I just mean the people who are called Acts Church have had to be faithful. Have had to do some sacrificing. They've had to do some. Um, They've had to put up with some stuff that they would not put up with, would not have had to put up with if they had been called to a different body, but they've had to put up (laughs) with because they've been called to this body. Um, There have been people who have been drawn to the church. There have been people who have been drawn away from the church. There's all these things that the Lord is doing. um, And and I can see the further down the road we get, the easier it is for me to see what was happening at these other points. I'm like, what? Okay, now I can see, Lord, how you're molding. And of course, we don't know what's going to happen in 2018. I don't have any prophecies for you. All mm-hmm. I can tell you is that our intention, and I hope that everyone who's part of Acts Church is listening to this, um, that our intention is to follow the Lord wherever he leads us. And we have some idea of where that might be in this next year. I'm very excited about what may be happening in the next year. Um, you know some of the um, you're on staff, so you know some kind of where we're going in, and, and the general direction that we're going. Uh, tell me, talk to me about, you know without talking about specifics, about things that might happen, talk to me about, how you feel in your spirit about where we're going as a church and, and your connection to that. You're part of that.
0: Yeah, I'm very excited about what I've seen. The direction I've seen just in the first six months of me being here, I've been very excited to be a part of that and to be, I mean, really, I'm a, I'm a benefactor of that. I'm, I'm along for the ride. Uh, we just got through orientation class a little over a week ago, which I think I think that put us on a path of of doing things differently you know it was something I've never done in my 23 years of being in church I've never been involved in an undertaking like that I mean it was an undertaking for me but I've never been a participant in anything like that either Um, and so I have really been excited by that and I know that that is the same direction that we are going in the future um, that we are continuing to be people who are we're drawing closer to God intentionally through through teaching and through community. And so, um, yeah, just speaking generally, that is, is something I'm very excited for, planning for... I, I can talk about planning for the, the next set of classes, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, yeah, in our, our meetings right now, we're planning for the next set of classes. And on my side of it, I'm doing, dealing a lot with the media Um, part of that and I'm very excited to be just using using the creativity God has given us um, to bring about some something that is going to be beneficial for for his people so um, really excited about the healing and the growth that's going to happen through that class and through um, the work of this church and glad that if you're listening to this you can at least be um, in some way part of it
1: yeah yeah, the the orientation class—that's a good point. You know, coming towards the end of the year, finishing that in December um, was a monumental undertaking, and, and I agree that the opportunity for that has not been—I I don't remember a time being at the church with uh, something quite like that before, where you're where you're um, put in a position to be exposed to. So many of the uh, fundamental ideas of the Christian faith you know in a systematic way yeah. and, and the, the daily devotion of course technologically some of the stuff that we've done for that wasn't possible right and right. so it's it's a real accomplishment for those who have gone through it. you know, you've basically gone through you know a course that that you know there's a, there's an accomplishment and then I think the church has a sense of the accomplishment. And for those who haven't gotten the opportunity yet to, to do orientation, of course, I hope you get signed up and we'll get you through that too. And and then you'll be ready for the next one that we're that we're preparing and, and what we're preparing in the future as far as teaching, uh, as far as growing, as far as growing in holiness, all all these things and just trying to trying to hold all these tensions, you know, growing in knowledge. Growing in wisdom, growing in holiness, righteousness, you know, um, growing as as parents, growing as spouses, growing as individuals, growing as single people, growing as wherever we are and wherever the Lord's pulling us, we're growing and we're committed to growing and to, and to prodding each other on to growth. And, that's, and that will not stop in 2018 or ever, um, as long as the people who are in the church now who appear to be very committed to that are here. And so I'm excited about 2018 without making you know, uh, New Year's resolutions about 2018, I think that we are, um, we are committed to continuing to try to see what the Lord's doing, continuing to be patient, um, to let Him lead and to, and to follow Him. And so, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I think you are too. I think the staff is excited. But I think the elders and deacons and other leaders in the church, and I think everybody in the church is excited to move forward. And so we'll keep, we'll keep you all updated. If you're not uh, part of Acts Church, and of course, our prayer for you is that wherever you are a part of a church, that that church is growing um, in in holiness and knowledge and understanding the word and relationship and all these things, and that that you also are going to have a year full of uh, growth in the Lord. Whenever you're listening to this, that, that your next day and your next year is going to be, uh, you know, until the Lord comes back, that you're going to continue to grow. And so We thank you all for listening today and we hope you're enjoying these uh, episodes of the Acts Church Podcast. And let me just pray for us as we close. Father, I just thank you for a new year. Lord, we thank you for our new life in you and and that that new year reminds us of that, um, that you make all things new. God, we pray we'd sing a new song this year, a new song with our life, that our life would be like a worship song to you, Lord, that that we would express our joy in your peace and your love and all the things you've done for us, Lord. We just thank you for being such a good God. And, Lord, I just pray for everyone listening today that whatever's happened in the last year, whatever's happened in the last day, the last hour, uh, that you would redeem all that which has gone um, seemingly wrong to us um, and that you would um, take all of that which we've done, Lord, that we would continue to build up treasure in heaven, Lord. This is not where our treasures are that you've told us to lay up, to store up treasures in heaven where moth and rust don't destroy and where thieves don't break in and steal. And so we pray we would keep our eyes on you and we would continue to press on toward the goal the goal that you've called us to, called us heavenward in Christ Jesus. Lord, we, just, we thank you for that, and we just pray that this would be a year of new beginnings, a uh, year of new songs, and just that we would just look back 365 days from now and say, God, what an amazing thing you've done, and we want to see you do it again. And every year until the day that we go home uh, or that you come to get us, we pray that that continues to happen. And so thank you for Acts Church. Thank you for all the churches. Thank you for all the people uh, who are listening to this, whatever church they go to. uh, Lord, we just pray that they would be blessed by you, that they would be plugged into a uh, a church that teaches the word of God, that lives it out, that pushes towards holiness, knowledge, service. Uh, We just thank you for your church, the church, all the believers all over the world. And we pray for all of them, especially our brothers and sisters in Honduras, uh, in the Philippines, in Alaska, and the different places where uh, there are people from this church working uh, and, and doing uh, your work, Lord. And we thank you for all of them in your name. Amen. All right. Thanks for listening to that
0: podcast. Hope you enjoyed it as well. And we will talk to you again next week.